0: and welcome back to the disney world today podcast i am your ghost host for the day kevin pope hope everyone's having a magical day a magical week hope everything's going good with you guys it is the week of december 4th 2023 back with a brand new episode for you guys week by week just cruising along almost the new year pretty crazy 2024 just saying uh that date out loud uh, it just makes me feel weird. Like, we're fish. Offic- I feel like we're officially in the territory of, like, dates and years that you would hear when you were a kid that just, like, felt like you would never see, you know? It just, like, the year 2024 sounds like something you would see in an 80s sci-fi movie that, like, would take place, like, generations after you, and here I am, like gonna be 34 years old in 2024 like oh my goodness if you haven't already follow me on instagram disney world today you can follow me on tiktok as well my dms on instagram are always open uh i love chatting with you guys if you want to talk about disney life if you found some cool reels some cool posts disney related or not doesn't matter feel free to hit me up um that's something i always kind of pride myself on if you send me a message i will read it uh and i will respond you know I, i love talking with you guys you guys have really made Doing this podcast, like, a true kind of passion for me, so thank you for that. Also, if you could hit that subscribe button, leave me a rating and a review. If you write me a review, you get a shout-out on the very next episode. And if you'd like to support me and support the show, you could do so. The link to do that is in my Spotify homepage or in my Instagram bio. Last week on the podcast, we had some fun talking about Epcot's World Showcase. You know, World Showcase, as I talk about in the episode, and I guess Epcot in general, As a kid, you know, not going to lie, probably didn't enjoy it that much. Found it maybe a little boring. Like I had just, I had zero interest in World Showcase as a kid. Whenever I think back, you guys know me, I'm very nostalgic. I talk about my, you know, my past trips, growing up as a kid, going to Disney with my family. To be honest, like I don't have like that many World Showcase memories until, you know, I was older in life. And I feel like it's just because like, maybe we didn't do as much there i probably didn't have an interest to do a lot there you know like, as i've mentioned like i just wanted to do maelstrom and that was it like i didn't care about anything else there um and now you know in my current state like i love world showcase i love epcot i love going to world showcase and just taking our time and going through each country going through all of the shops looking at everything trying different foods trying different drinks especially during the food and wine festival it's just so much fun like we've like carved out extra time on our trips to like make an extra stop back at epcot just so we could do that and the episode last week we talk about you know what if they decided to add a couple countries to world showcase you know we've had the current i believe there's 11 countries since i've been alive um you know they haven't really changed and there's always kind of rumors of adding and they do have room for a few more countries a little bit of an expansion so we just kind of go through and talk about you know what countries would be a good fit we also go through like the the history of epcot's world showcase and you know originally they had planned to have more countries it was going to open in different phases and i think i named about eight countries that they talked about they announced they had artwork and plans for uh and then you know it just eventually just fell through for different reasons. So if you're interested in that, give it a listen. It's available everywhere. This week on the pod, we're going to have some fun. I love having fun. This is a new one. This is something that I've been thinking about for a while. I I kind of want to make into a series. And this is going to be the first one. So this week's episode, as you can tell in the title, is called What If. And for this episode, we're going to be focusing on the great movie rides. So this week we're talking about what if the great movie ride never closed and Disney just updated it instead. What movies would they add? What scenes would they keep? What scenes would they add? What kind of changes would they make to the ride? I think it's kind of cool to think about, you know, uh, like the whole kind of what if concept is always kind of a fun thing to do. Marvel's done it recently. They have like an animated show on Disney Plus called What If, and it's basically just like different scenarios. Like I believe like Peggy Carter becomes Captain America and you know different characters ended up having different powers kind of similar to that like you know what if the great movie ride didn't close it was just changed like what would it be today we'll also talk a little bit about the history of the great movie ride so let's have some fun here we go your attention please (laughs) The Walt Disney World Railroad, now boarding for a scenic trip around the Magic Kingdom. You know, with Disney and how much it's been changing and how much it's changed over the years, you know, I feel like you usually get a pretty good... Like, um, split between people that are happy for change that miss you know the old, but every once in a while, something comes along. I feel that the majority, if not all people, kind of miss and wish was still there. I feel like the great movie ride is one of those attractions where if you were to pull you know a hundred Disney fans, you know, I would bet. I mean is it is it crazy to say like 90 people would say that they missed the Great Movie Ride and wished it was still here and you know the other 10 would say that they were happy with you know Mickey and Minnie's like I feel like it's that type of attraction where although it wasn't a thrill ride although at the end um you know it it could have been called somewhat dated you know slow moving ride there was just like this this love for the Great Movie Ride because of what it represented it represented MGM Studios and a lot of us are you know if you're around my age if you're older a little younger you know you probably remember MGM Studios as a kid even you know Hollywood Studios before Star Wars before um, it started changing and before you kind of lost track of what kind of park it was it was a park dedicated to the movies you know I, I believe you know part of the theme was like the Golden Age of Hollywood and when you walk down Sunset Boulevard, you see Tower of Terror and you hear that classic music. You know, you walk down the, uh, the main street there and see the Chinese theater and the movies inside. It just, I don't know, it, it, I always had a, a different appreciation for that attraction. And when it closed and when they announced it was closing, I think that's when you could really tell. Like people were going out of their, out of their way to ride it one last time. I think a part of it, too, was the cast members played a huge role in that attraction, and I think there was an appreciation um, on another level, like, from the cast members, too, that worked there and that were a part of it, and again, I I feel like it, it was kind of one of those attractions that didn't need to go, you know, Disney was kind of making change for the sake of making change, like, say what you want about Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, you know, fun little ride, it's cute, you know, catchy song, whatever, Does it fit there? Like, what is, like, we don't know what MGM, I'm still saying MGM, we don't know what Hollywood Studios is anymore. I feel like they could have put that Mickey and Minnie attraction literally anywhere else in the parks and it would have been fine. Yet they kind of had to go out of their way and replace The Great Movie Ride. I don't know. That just never sat well with me. So for this episode, as I mentioned, we're going to just kind of talk about what if Disney never changed and replaced The Great Movie Ride? What if it was still there? What if Mickey and Minnie's was somewhere else? What if it was at the Magic Kingdom? What if it was at a different section of Hollywood Studios, which would have made perfect sense? I also tried to keep it somewhat realistic. So it was always a little confusing with The Great Movie Ride because they weren't like all Disney movies. It was the movies that were included um, were either Disney movies or just part of the licensing agreement that they had with MGM Studios, like MGM, the company, the, the film studio, which I believe later became Turner Classic Movies, TCM, and maybe AMC. I feel like it switched there for a little bit. Um, But I I do know it was like Turner Classic Movies there for a while. So they kind of had an agreement that they were able to use some of their movies and scenes, songs, audio, stuff like that. That's why you see like Casablanca or Singing in the Rain. You know, those obviously weren't Disney movies yet. They, you know, were part of the attraction. So I try to keep it realistic. Um... You know thinking kind of as disney kind of as an imagineer in 2023 like how would we you know update and upgrade this ride because as much as i loved it and as much as i respected it and the history of it and what it represented i will say there were some scenes and some movies and stuff that probably don't appeal to the current younger generation and younger kids um, as time goes on those movies just keep getting older and older and you know the kids are changing they're not really to focus on some of those older movies so i kind of went through and you know kind of just picked and choose like which scenes would stay which movies would stay you know because i feel like you didn't have to overhaul the entire attraction you could have left some of the stuff in there um and then just what what other movies and scenes i would have added so the great movie ride opened on may 1st 1989 it was an opening day attraction at Disney's third brand new theme park, Disney's MGM Studios, and it was kind of meant to be their signature attraction. Um, you know, MGM Studios, especially at the time, uh, was kind of a daring adventure. It was a unique and interesting kind of plan for a theme park. And if you kind of dig into it a little bit, there was a uh, you know some competition going on between Disney and Universal as to who could open up their their park first because universal studios of course was building their studio movie studio themed park as well uh in orlando and there was uh definitely some hard feelings there between michael eisner and whoever was at universal because disney did end up opening their park first mgm studios and you know it was a park that was supposed to be dedicated to the movies based around movies and kind of the golden age of hollywood That's what, you know, that's what it was at the time. Now, who knows what it's, who knows what the theme is, but that was, that was the theme. Uh, Pretty cool. It was a working movie studio, actual lot. You know, they had, they had, they were filming shows and stuff there. Um, Did they film home? I think they filmed Home Improvement on the Disney MGM Studios lot. I think that's like one of the bigger ones. They did film some scenes for some movies there uh, in the streets of America. Um, I don't know what, exactly what else was was filmed there. I do know they did have an issue because of it being in Florida, like getting actors and stuff all the way out there. Uh, but that's, you know, for an entirely different So The Great Movie Ride episode. opens on opening day. I thought it was pretty interesting. This is the first time I've heard this when I was doing some research for this episode. But it sounds like they had originally planned for a Great Movie Ride-style attraction for Epcot and when they were kind of going through that and seeing what they could do with that is when they kind of decided to have a third theme park and that's when this this attraction kind of got rolled into that third theme park but i believe marty sklar and michael eisner were working on a movie attraction for epcot in future world um that would have been pretty interesting you know i'm you know gonna assume it would have been pretty similar to what we saw at mgm studios but the to see that at epcot you know um you know, would that would that have fit at Epcot, especially back then in the late 80s, early 90s in Future World? I don't know. I feel like maybe they would have had to change the concept a little bit. But the Great Movie Ride opens, and it was, you know, pretty pretty similar to what it was as you saw it towards the end, you know, when it opened. You know, not many changes took place. It was a 22-minute ride, which is a pretty good long Right, i would have to imagine one of the longest ones at disney um you know 22 minutes is longer than you know any of your thrill rides and dark rides uh, i know like universe of energy was a little longer um i'm not really sure what else but definitely up there love the music the hooray for hollywood song that you heard in the loading area when you would you know get into your car and you know the ride would start iconic music really just made you feel like you were entering the movies
1: and i think we have
0: to admit like having the cast members be your tour guide during the attraction and like the little storyline that they had was great it was perfect it was so cool so well done Um, you got a little combination of like an actual tour mixed with you know a classic disney dark ride i think that was really well done you know the cars themselves were um Pretty big, if you remember, you could sit, like, I want to say between, like, six and eight wide. Like, and my family is a very big family, like, physically. Um, We were always able to kind of fit in a row. Uh, Each vehicle sat 70 people, so you were (laughs) on this, like, giant tour with a giant tour group, pretty much. Um, The original sponsor was Coca-Cola. They, I totally forgot about this. They sponsored the attraction from 89 to 1998, uh, and then Turner Classic Movies... Um, sponsored it in the last two years of its run, 2015 to 2017. The entire attraction took place kind of inside that Chinese theater facade, that building. Um, Again, I think some people wanted that as the centerpiece of MGM Studios. You know, Magic Kingdom, we have Cinderella's Castle. Epcot, we have Spaceship Earth. Down the road, you know, Animal Kingdom comes, we have the Tree of Life. You know, MGM Studios was always kind of lacking that true centerpiece some people would argue is the Chinese theater, you know, Disney put up the sorcerer Mickey hat, I think kind of attempting to make that its centerpiece and people cried about that one that I don't understand how so many people hated that like their and their biggest complaint was that it blocked the Chinese theater, which now it houses a Mickey Mouse ride, you know, it's just weird. Uh, the stuff that Disney diehards complain about sometimes you know, you had the Earful Tower, which was, like, just in a bad location. And then you have had, of course, Tower of Terror. I've always kind of thought that Tower of Terror should be the centerpiece. But, again, another topic for another episode. So the ride takes place inside the Chinese Theater. The entire queue, you're kind of walking through and you're, you're kind of seeing some, um, like, movie memorabilia. Costumes, props from different movies. I always liked that. I feel like, again, I feel like they should have added more to this you know walking through the line there should have been stuff you know every couple feet there should have been a different costume from you know a a classic movie different props movie history movie facts i feel like so if you if you guys remember the backlot tour um towards the end of the backlot tour you would kind of exit in it was almost like a movie museum and i think it was sponsored by was it afi the american film industry and they'd have like Again, props and costumes. They had like the AFI like top 100 movies of all time. They had pictures of you know actors receiving re- awards and stuff like that. Like I feel like that should have been kind of how the cue for the great movie ride was, and maybe even like the exit. That I think that should have been there, but should have had more of that stuff. Um, I feel like we all kind of remember the that scene like right before um, you start to load. You're in the big room, almost looks like a movie theater with the winding ropes, like where you're walking through the queue, and they're just playing the movie clips. And man, that's just those clips are just kind of burned in my brain. Like we'd always remember, like the you know the sayings and quotes from those like the lines from the movies and just different scenes. Again, I feel like something they could have, you know, updated and changed throughout the years because I feel like it was the same clips. In 2017 when the ride closed that it was in you know 2001 you know when I was still going as an 11 year old with my entire family and my cousins like we're still reciting the same things feel like they could have done that but um, then you get on the ride and the movies represented the official list of movies represented on the attraction include footlight parade singing in the rain Mary Poppins the public enemy the good the bad the ugly the searchers alien raiders of the lost Ark, indiana jones tarzan and his mate casablanca fantasia and the wizard of oz now that's the official uh list like i said they had a licensing agreement with mgm metro goldwyn meyer uh, the movie studio uh, and that kind of gave disney access to some of those movies and stuff Uh, And then the last two years, 2015, is when Turner Classic Movies took over. So how would I update it? What would I add? What would I change? We're saving the great movie ride. We're giving it a well-deserved makeover. Right off the bat, I will say I would probably keep a couple scenes here. I think I would keep Mary Poppins. Um, You know, it's, it's a small scene in the ride. It doesn't take up that much room. Mary Poppins is a Disney movie, of course. You know, it uh, plays a pretty crucial role in the success of the Disney company. It was so ahead of its time. You know, the it was a live-action movie that uh, had animated cartoons in it as well. I believe it was the first one. Um, you know, just an iconic movie. You know, again, maybe you can you can add to it a little bit if you wanted to. If you want to mention that they remade it in whatever year that was. With uh, Was that with Emily Blunt? You know, but keep it kind of the same. Um, just add a little bit here and there. I think I would keep, I think I would keep Alien. I think I'm gonna keep Alien in there too. Um, I don't know, you need uh, You need like a horror movie, scarier movie in there. I I don't know which other one would really fit. You know, Alien, again, iconic. You get to see the cool um, Sigourney Weaver animatronic, so I think I would keep that in there as well. I would keep the Raiders of the Lost Ark scene, um, specifically the one you, you you go past and you see Indy, like, trying to lift, like, the, the sarcophagus, I think it was. But what I would do is, you know, you keep that scene and then I would just add a little bit to it. So when you're going through that part of the ride, um, there's a lot of just filler. Like, you see Indiana Jones and then just, like, a lot of just filler. Like, there's snakes, there's, like, the monuments, there's mummies and stuff. Maybe you add in, like, another iconic Indiana Jones scene, um, you know, because since he's played Indiana Jones now th- through, you know, the 80s through what 2022, is that when the last one came out, 2023, um, you know, maybe you pay tribute to the fact that he played that character for so long, you add in some newer scenes, too, from the other movies, um, and then I would keep I think I would keep the Casablanca scene. It's it's short and quick, doesn't take up a lot of room. Classic, you know, got the airplane in there. And then I think I would keep the Wizard of Oz as well. Again, just a, an iconic movie. You know, not my favorite, but I will admit it is kind of cool to see, you know, Yellow Brick Road, Munchkin Land, The Wicked Witch. Pretty cool. You know, that's something where we're making changes to the ride, but also keeping some of the originals in there to kind of appease both parties the people that want change and the people who don't want it to change and so if you remember the cast members play a crucial role in this attraction you got the scene in the like 1920s you know gangster movie where the mobster um kind of takes over your vehicle and then later on down the road past indiana jones tries to steal the big jewel gets turned into a skeleton and your your tour guide you know is back and everyone claps like Maybe you do something similar, or maybe you get rid of that altogether. I will admit that was pretty cool, especially the first few times you saw it as a kid. You know, it'd be kind of tough to replicate, um, but, you know, maybe if you want to keep that in and just switch up, you know, the, the theming and stuff, but the first movie or franchise or character I would add, I think, is James Bond. I think it would be kind of cool if you integrated the James Bond character into the Great Movie Ride. They've made it's one of those, you know. I'm not a huge fan of the franchise. You know, the movies. Uh, <laughs> to be honest, I was more a fan of the James Bond GoldenEye video game for Nintendo 64. You know, but once kind uh, of Daniel Craig took over, um, you know, I, I haven't really seen those movies or been a huge fan even growing up in the 90s with uh pierce brosnan like again i knew him from the video games but like those movies to me as a kid didn't interest me that much but it's an iconic franchise and they've been making james bond movies since what like the 50s or 60s if not earlier they've had all these iconic actors like maybe if you want to go back and have like i think sean connery played james bond maybe you do Like a scene from one of those early movies but I think James Bond is one of those characters where universally like everyone knows everyone knows or or has heard of James Bond it stretches through all the kinds of you know generations my mom loves James Bond movies like I said I grew up playing video games of James Bond in the 90s and uh that's kind of what the like my goal I think Disney's goal should have been too is yes you can play homage to these classic movies but I think you also need to appease to the younger generation and the older generation like you can do both you know and I think you know James Bond is one of those characters whether you just pay tribute to an older one or you know multiple actors and multiple scenes but I think it would be a, a pretty unique addition you know and to be honest too like some of these I don't know how the rights work if it would even be possible to get some of these characters like I don't know about James Bond but for my list I left off anything that was dc uh dc comics um any of those characters i tried to leave off um you know any of those classic like warner brothers characters the universal characters and movies you know like jurassic park and stuff obviously they have attractions and stuff at universal studios that's not going to be coming into an attraction at walt disney world with that being said though i think you have to put some marvel into this attraction i'm sorry i think you have to the, the way that superhero movies blew up, um, I think, is directly related to the success of Marvel and their phase one. And, you know, you could argue that um, the original Spider-Man movie with Tobey Maguire is the one that started it. I think that was the one that kind of... That movie, I always kind of say, me and my buddy Adam talk about it, that Spider-Man movie with Tobey Maguire is the one that made superhero movies cool, you know? I was always into superheroes, I was always into Batman, but it it wasn't necessarily the coolest thing to be into. You were kind of considered a nerd if you were into superhero stuff. You know, I I liked the Batman movies in the 90s, the the ones that were terrible, with uh, George Clooney and uh, Mr. Freeze and Jim Carrey as the Riddler. Like, I loved those movies because I was five, six, seven years old. Those appealed to me. You know, as you get a little older, the superhero movies that were coming out weren't the best, weren't the greatest. And again, you had to be like into superhero movies in order to like those movies or into superheroes in general and comic books and all that stuff. And you're a nerd, you know, and then it was right around the time that X-Men and Spider-Man one came out. We're talking like 2000, 2001, 2002. It changed a little bit like Spider-Man came out and it's like, whoa, OK, this is a just a, a genuinely good movie with You know, good action, good fight scenes, good comedy, a good story, and it's about a superhero. It kind of appealed to everyone. And if The Great Movie Ride's gonna, you know, pay tribute to iconic moments in cinema history, you can't ignore superhero movies anymore, you know? What Marvel has done since Iron Man in 2008, um, it, it changed the entire industry so you have to put marvel into this ride and the problem is again with universal studios and the contract that they have with marvel you're kind of limited here because if you're putting if you're putting an iconic scene like you got to put the avengers right incredible hulk captain america iron man thor black widow hawkeye like you have to put the original avengers in there the problem is i don't think you can so if we're going to be realistic and you can't use any of those characters which ones would they use? Now, you have Guardians of the Galaxy, but we have them at Epcot. Um, you know, what What would you do? You know, maybe you put in Black Panther, a, a pretty iconic movie. Chadwick Bozeman was a great actor who, you know, unfortunately passed away too soon. So maybe that kind of helps you decide to put that one in. I would say if I'm putting in Marvel and I can't put in any of the Avengers, my first pick would be Chris Evans. Captain America, you know, you could put, like, a scene from the, the Captain America movie, The First Avenger, you know, maybe have the scene where he's turning in from the the skinny, scrawny guy into the, you know, the superhuman. That would have been pretty cool. But if you can't do that and you can't use those characters, I think my choices would be either Black Panther, Guardians of the Galaxy, or, you know, maybe Ant-Man. You know, I, that's one of the characters you could use. It seems like they... They already, you know, they've put in some Ant-Man stuff in Disneyland, uh, you know. Although it's not a Main Street character, or mainstream character, I'm sorry. You're kind of limited there, and you could do a cool scene with, um, you know, with Ant-Man shrunken down, or Ant-Man, you know, when he's uh, a different size, and you have like those giant ants and stuff. You could have some fun with that. But those would be my three. You know, I think Black Panther would be a good fit. You know, it would, again, it would be a way to kind of pay tribute to Chadwood bozeman too for you know for as long as that ride would be there um guardians of the galaxy i think again would fit but you have it at epcot so i don't know if that's the best and then if you had to um you know last my last choice would probably be ant-man following that up um i feel like you could get the rights and get this this one done i think it would be pretty simple how about adding titanic again historically iconic movie box office legend, broke records, um, you know, directed by James Cameron, who Disney has a a really good working relationship with. You know, he did Avatar. And to be honest, I was going to put Avatar on this list, but then I was like, you know what? We have Pandora. We have Flight of Passage. We have the Navi River Journey. Like, what else, you know, would you add to this attraction? Now, if they wanted to, it would fit, you know, it's just, is it too much Avatar? But, you know same director james cameron titanic epic movie you know you have a variety of scenes to choose from the uh, you could do the iconic one with uh rose and jack like on the door floating in the in the water with the titanic in the background like you could you could do a lot with that you know and it's again it's one of those things it's an historical event everyone knows titanic everyone knows titanic the story of it everyone knows the movie leonardo dicaprio so I think Titanic would be an easy fit here uh, to add to the ride as well. Okay, next on my list here, I'm thinking if you're going to change up but keep the storyline of the attraction with the cast members where the uh, the 1920s mobster you know hijacks your car, you could change that up a little bit. And I would say you add some sort of iconic mobster movie but more like a, a recent one, like the, the classical one, either God Godfather, Goodfellas, Casino, like those types of movies, you know, I would say maybe you add that instead. I think right now it's technically themed as Public Enemies, which came out like in the 20s or 30s with James Cackney. Again, it's, I know it's not super recent, but Godfather, Iconic, Goodfellas, like one of those movies, you can kind of keep a lot of the theming and keep like, pretty much the same storyline where you have some sort of gangster mafia guy you know hijack your vehicle but except maybe this time he's not from the 20s with a tommy gun now he's from you know the 60s the 70s somewhere around there a little later on um and and just theme it after the godfather that would be cool or you know goodfellas stuff like that i think would work pretty easy you know you don't have to do too much uh just that quick scene there the, uh, the next one on my list here, here's an older one for the uh, the older generation. The Great Escape, popular movie from the 60s. My dad always liked this movie, starred Steve McQueen, um, has an iconic song. Again, it's, it's one of those, like, you can use it just, like, as a filler scene as you're passing by. You don't need to go super in-depth to it. You know, in the ride, um, the version that we knew, you know, there's, you'd go past, like, the singing in the rain with the umbrella. You had, like, the swimmers kind of uh i think it was like the very first scene after you left the loading area it was like the synchronized like swim team or something just all like lined up like on a platform you know a scene like the Casablanca scene like a scene like that i think you could have like just you know something from um the great escape if you've never heard of it you know you could look it up if you want you would probably recognize the theme song uh but again my dad loved this movie pretty iconic you know steve mcqueen a, uh, a pretty iconic actor in his time. So, the next one on my list, I had an actor. I couldn't decide between two movies Tom Cruise. He, he's a legend in the film industry. Say what you want about him as the person. Maybe him, uh, you know, Tom Cruise, as the person, would prevent Disney from adding one of his movies into the attraction. But I feel like either Mission Impossible or Top Gun would be excellent additions to this new version of the great movie ride that we're creating Top Gun iconic eighties movie. You know, I, th- I feel like the the new great movie ride needs to pay um, tribute to some of those classic eighties style action movies. You know, Top Gun is in there, iconic movie pretty much like it's one of those that like everyone kind of likes, you know, you don't really hear too many bad things about Top Gun uh, Tom Cruise, Val Kilmer, uh, iconic soundtrack, good music, you know, and then the they do a sequel, you know, what, 30-something years later, and it breaks, you know, box office numbers again, kind of just shows you how powerful that movie is and how popular that movie has been through generations. Same thing with Mission Impossible. I, the first one, I want to say, came out in like, 1996, and they're still cranking out new ones, and Tom Cruise is still doing all these crazy stunts. Again, iconic movie, uh, the scene where he kind of repels from the ceiling and almost hits the ground with the, the Mission Impossible music. You can't deny how popular that is. And I think either one of those movies, if not both, uh, would fit into this new version of The Great Movie Ride. Now, again, say what you want about Tom Cruise. Maybe that you know would never happen because of him, but he's been in a lot of blockbuster movies. And I think uh, these are just two of them where you can kind of separate the actor from the franchise just kind of pay tribute to the movie uh, itself again here's another one that would kind of appease the older generations an older movie pretty iconic again one they still make remakes of how about planet of the apes how about you you can get rid of the tarzan scene which i always hated i always hated that scene like no one every kid going to disney you know past the year 1997 would get to that tar- Tarzan scene and be like, hey, wait a minute, That's that doesn't look like Tarzan from the movie that just came out with the Phil Collins soundtrack. Like, that wasn't the Tarzan we knew. So I just, I never, never liked that scene. So here's a, here's a pretty easy transition, change that scene to Planet of the Apes. Um, again, I want to say the first one came out probably around like the 60s. And I think that was maybe Charlton Heston. So classic actor, well-loved well respected they made a remake in the early 2000s with mark Wahlberg. they made remakes in the later years with james franco i think they're even going to make another another new one or maybe another reboot so it kind of just shows you how you know people feel about this franchise that they're still doing remakes and reboots and stuff but planet of the apes just iconic movie you can throw it in there in the tarzan scene and i think it would fit again you could probably keep some of the uh some of the same theming and stuff Um, But I think that one would be pretty cool and work there. And again, I'm trying to mix up between like modern movies, you know, different generations. 60s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, like all those movies as well. Speaking of the 90s, this is one I wanted to add. You know, it's probably not as big and popular as Top Gun, Mission Impossible, Titanic. You know, maybe not as iconic as Planet of the Apes or The Great Escape, but... Disney had a great relationship with Robin Williams. I think we all loved Robin Williams, especially for everything he did with Aladdin and being the genie, one of their most iconic characters. I think a cool way to kind of pay tribute to him and a movie that was, you know, pretty solid. A lot of people loved. Mrs. Doubtfire. Let's put Mrs. Doubtfire in the great movie ride. Um, I think they've done some work using Robin Williams's like previously recorded like audios so maybe if you did do this now and you did add a scene from Mrs. Doubtfire and you needed his voice you know you could use that I think you know his family still has a a pretty good relationship with Disney and um, you know I think they could make it work would be pretty cool to see again it would pay tribute to Robin Williams you could even have just you know just a picture of Mrs. Doubtfire you know it doesn't have to be like a huge, drawn out scene. It just could be just like an animatronic of Mrs. Doubtfire in one of the scenes from the movies. You know, a quick snippet talking about, you know, Robin Williams. That's what it would be mostly paying tribute to. And again, that was a pretty loaded cast with uh, Sally Field, Pierce Bronson, um, Matthew Lawrence. Pretty Pretty well known, respected movie. So I had a few other ones written down. I don't know if they would have room for all these movies, but. Um, the other one on my list here, the next one at least, um, I had Rocky. Again, I don't know how it would work. I don't know who has the rights to Rocky. Um, I don't know if that's... It's not Fox. Well, Disney bought Fox anyway, I don't think. So, but maybe you could make it work. You know, Rocky, again, iconic movie. The first one came out in the 70s. And it's stretched generations. 70s, 80s, 90s, current day um, with Michael B. Jordan and Creed. You know... I think you could pay tribute to, like, imagine going through the, if, if you're, <laughs> maybe some people won't care about this, but like, how cool would it be if you went through the Great Movie Ride and there was a scene with Rocky and Drago, like, in the ring? Like, come on, that would be absolutely awesome. You know, wh- one of the things that the, the original Great Movie Ride didn't really, um, focus on because of, you know, it came out in 1989, was the classic, like, 80s action movies Sylvester Stallone was one of those guys. You're not putting Rambo uh, in the great movie ride, you know. So you can kind of do that with Rocky. You know, Sylvester Stallone, iconic actor from the 80s. Arnold Schwarzenegger. I don't know if you could do Terminator. You know, they had that Terminator attraction at Universal Studios, but those are like the two really big ones that come to name or that come to mind. I'm sorry. So having a Rocky one, I think would be pretty cool. Or the other one I kind of had as my like 80s action movie, Die Hard with Bruce Willis. Um, I don't know if that movie would be too, like, maybe that's too violent of a movie. You know, same thing with, like, Terminator and stuff. But, like, Die Hard, so iconic, so classic. And Especially nowadays, people always argue, is it a Christmas movie or not? But, you know, Bruce Willis, well-respected actor. He has worked with Disney before, so, like, maybe that, you know, helps play a role. But you could just have a scene with John McClane. You know, maybe you have a whole section of the ride that's dedicated to the 80s action stars and you have animatronics of Bruce Willis as John McCain, as um, Arnold Schwarzenegger as the Terminator, uh, Sylvester Stallone as, you know, Rambo, maybe you do, you know, stuff like that I think would be pretty cool. I think you have to kind of pay tribute to the 80s. Um, and now that I'm thinking about it, this ride, you know, maybe you, you kind of break it down into generations. You have, you know, your your pre-80s movies your 80s action stars and then onto like your 90s and kind of more current stuff. So the last one on my list here, if you guys remember the Great Movie Ride, there was the scene with Fantasia where you would see like Sorcerer Mickey. And it was a very short scene, you know, not much to that room. There was just like a screen and you would just kind of just watch, you know, a clip from Fantasia as you kind of rode by. You know, you could do something like that, keep that the same like the same type of room if you want to just kind of play clips. But instead of Fantasia, I was thinking that they filled that room with just clips of their animated classics, specifically the, the animated movies from the Disney Renaissance era where they're, you know, Disney animation kind of had a dark period there where they were, you know, not doing so well. Um, you know, Michael Eisner takes over and things kind of change. And, uh, you know, that's from like the late 80s through probably like 1999, 2000. And those movies included Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, Pocahontas, Lion King, Aladdin, Tarzan, Hercules, uh, Goofy Movie, and Mulan. You know, I'm sure I'm missing a couple in there. But those were the big ones that kind of helped rejuvenate Disney animation. Those are the ones, if you're my age... We grew up on those movies. We all had those on VHS. They just cranked out iconic animated movie every single year. And I think you need to kind of pay tribute to those movies. And an easy way to do that would just kind of be that room that had like the the Sorcerer Mickey with the clip from Fantasia. And maybe just play clips from the movies, you know, and just kind of, again, you could have like the tour guide audio. And just kind of talk about how those movies were part of the Disney Animation Renaissance how, you know, talk about how many awards those movies won, the, the soundtracks, all that good stuff. So I think that would be a pretty easy one to do. You could fit a bunch of animated movies, which, again, appease to my generation and probably even still like the younger generation. I'm sure they're still watching, you know, those animated classics on Disney Plus now. So I before I finish up this episode, I did want to just name a bunch of movies that I had written down. Again, this is kind of tough because I don't know licensing rights, like which ones are realistic, which ones aren't. Like I said, like really I just tried to avoid like Universal and DC, like everything else I just kind of was like, okay, you know, they could probably figure it out. Um, I tried to have like a decent balance of older movies uh, through like more current and modern ones. Uh, so one of the movies I had written down was Ocean's Eleven and you could, again, you could go kind of two ways with this because I believe the original was with was it with Dean Martin or Frank Sinatra? Like the, that Rat Pack era. I believe they did a movie, uh, Ocean's Eleven. And then, of course, you have the one that's more current with George Clooney and Brad Pitt. One of my all-time favorite movies. Um, it would be cool to see Ocean's Eleven in there. You know, I also I just wrote down like just Rat Pack movies in general. I don't know that much about them. My mom was into the Rat Pack, their music, the movies. She would always be watching them and stuff. You know, maybe you, you put one of their movies in there. Um, I also had Elvis. That would be a good one, right? Because Elvis also started doing some movies. Again, I know this just late night, my mom watching uh, Elvis movies from like the 50s and 60s or something. I had Forrest Gump written down. I don't know who owns the rights to that one. I wasn't sure if Universal did because of, I think there's a Bubba Gump um, restaurant there. Uh, But I wrote uh, Forrest Gump. I had Shawshank Redemption in there. Uh, again, another classic one from the know, is that 90s. I want to say it's around the 90s, and it's a really good movie. It's like one of those that you know, all across the board, like pretty much everyone loves. um I had the Santa Claus with Tim Allen. You know, Disney movie, Disney entity. Tim Allen was like their go-to guy for a while there in the 90s. Great movie, one of my all-time favorite Christmas movies. um Yeah, that's pretty pretty much it. I thought it would be a a cool one to do, you know, if you want to add, like, a Christmas one in there. So I also had written down just Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, Pirates of the Caribbean, Hook, and Princess Bride. Um, You know, Star Wars, again, I I think it would would fit, you know, Uh, but you already have Star Wars in other places in the park. But I think you could do, like, a cool just scene from the first movie, like, back in the 70s. I think that would have fit. Think that would, uh, you know, something quick and easy, pay tribute to it. Um, Pirates of the Caribbean. Again, I know they have their own attraction and stuff, but I mean, come on, it's an iconic franchise. Jack Sparrow, I, I would dare to say, is you know an iconic, historic character. Now he's that well known and popular, and those movies are so beloved. Everything from the acting, the action, the movies just in general, the soundtrack. Uh, just overall just really really well done hook was one i had written down um i I wanted to get robin williams in the ride um so i had mrs outfire hook and night at the museum Um, but i decided to go with uh, mrs outfire you know night at the museum i don't know again i think it's on disney plus so maybe they could they could do it hook was one of those that i know a lot of people like i I was just never a huge fan of it but you know I, i know it has kind of a cult following i could see that you know being uh, in a great movie ride type attraction, Lord of the Rings again, just iconic movie. I wasn't really into it, but I know how huge and how big of a following uh, it has. Princess Bride was one of those I enjoyed when I was a kid. You know, around if you're around my age, you probably did as well. Uh, it would be an excuse too to maybe get Andre the Giant. Uh, it, again, if we could get an, a Rocky versus Drago. And then an Andre the Giant animatronic in this new great movie ride. Oh, my God. I would be in heaven. That would be amazing. But I think that's all I have on my list. It it, it would be so easy for me just to just keep naming random movies, you know. But that's I think think I've rambled on uh, for enough time here. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed my list. If you're listening to this, I feel like a lot of us have kind of thought about this. Especially around the time that they announced that the great movie ride was closing or maybe like before that when the rumors were coming out i know me like i was sitting there be like why don't they just update it and like they could add certain movies and i would think about this topic before i even had a podcast you know years ago and i'm sure there's some of you guys listening right now who thought the same thing like hey why don't they just update the ride and put in new scenes and new movies so if you are listening to this and you've had that conversation with yourself or someone else shoot me a dm on instagram like let me know like what movies would you add to the great movie ride? I think, you know, having a good mix of older movies and modern ones, I think, is kind of what lacked in the original version. Um, so, I, th- you know, as I was doing the episode, I was kind of thinking, like, maybe you just, like, break down the attraction into decades or generations. You know, beginning of the ride, start with some of the older movies. And as you go on, they you, know, you start to see more of the modern movies, almost like a timeline uh, as you went through. I think that would be pretty cool. But that's all I have for my first What If episode, The Great Movie Ride. What If The Great Movie Ride Never Closed and Was Just Updated Instead? I I do wanna do some more episodes like this, kind of like a What If series. Uh, So this was the first one, a a nice little test run. Before I end the episode, I did wanna talk a little Disney news, a little current Disney news. Uh, As I was recording this, they opened up like the new section of Epcot, like the new Tomorrowland. Um, So I've been seeing a lot of videos on that. There's like that new statue of Walt. Um, You know, maybe I'll do an episode on like the new Epcot as a whole, but just like my quick thoughts. Again, it's hard to tell just through videos um, because you see different angles, you know, at night, during the day. So my just quickly, my, my initial thoughts, like right away, it looks better at night than it does during the day. Uh, during the day, it, honestly, it reminds me of, like, my college campus. I don't know, it's, like, just, like, weird, like, modern park area. It looks like somewhere I would go to, like, order brunch and just, like, have brunch with my friends and talk, which is kind of weird. Like, who's going to Epcot to do that besides, like, locals and bloggers? Like, who's going there just to kind of sit and hang out? Um, but when I saw it at night, I will admit it, it did look cooler. It did look pretty cool at night. It's, I feel like it's something I'm just going to have to see in person, kind of get the vibe. I, you know, I didn't think there was anything wrong with the uh, the the older version, you know, with the fountains and those, like, tarp things and the music. At least bring the music back. If you bring the music back, you're going to, like, you're going to have people like me being like, oh, you know, it's different. I don't know. But, hey, the music is back. Uh, so, Disney, just bring back the classic Epcot music. It, it was not broken. But, yeah, maybe maybe I'll do, when everything's kind of done and settled at Epcot, maybe I'll do... Uh, an episode kind of just breaking down, you know, the new Epcot as uh, as it is today. It's gonna to be a lot different than it, than it was for us growing up. but just my quick thoughts on that. I know it was all over Instagram and Twitter the last couple of days, so I wanted to at least kind of give you guys my quick reactions there. So I think that about covers it. Uh, I, I know I've mentioned it before. Usually I, I record like the like my outro like at the very last. Minute, just in case, like there's any Disney news that pops up, and usually it only takes a few minutes. So I literally just finished a workout, and I'm really out of breath, and uh really noticing how out of shape I am. If anyone is a new parent, uh, I have a four-month-old, you probably know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, I used to go to the gym. Me and my wife used to go to the gym probably five days a week, um, and then once she got pregnant, you know, she obviously couldn't, you know, work out as much. And to her credit, like mad respect like she was going to the gym still you know up until like the last month or so you know obviously she couldn't really do as much but even if she was just going and walking on the treadmill a little bit i know it helped her um but since she stopped going to the gym i stopped going too, kind of in uh, solidarity like i just didn't didn't think it was fair that you know she was at home a lot of times not physically able to get herself to the gym and i'd like get home from work and be like okay going to the gym for an hour or whatever you know i just felt kind of bad doing that so I kind of stopped working out too. You know, then once we had our son, we were like, oh, you know, we'll give it a few weeks and we'll get back into our routine. We'll fast forward four months. Now we kind of have a routine. Now we're kind of starting to, you know, get back into the habit of going to the gym. Obviously now we have to kind of take turns going. So I usually get the late shift and uh, try to get back in shape. Um, You know, one of the things I, it's crazy. I, I don't know. Maybe some of you guys would like to see, like one of the things I do use as motivation is our next vacation, our next Disney trip, you know. There's a chance we'll be going um, next summer, like June, July. And not going to lie, like, I just, I want to look good, you know, in pictures. It's, it's my first trip as a dad. It's, you know, my son's first trip. I want him to look back at, you know, old family pictures and be like, oh, man, wow, my first Disney trip. Dad was pretty jacked. Okay, like, that's what I want him to do. You know, plus, like, It's just kind of like a pride thing. Like the last, my last few Disney vacations, I was in such good shape. Like I could I just walk around without my shirt on, like look good with, you know, with no sleeves on. Like I just felt so good. I don't want to like look like like a shell of my former self, uh, you know, if we do, you know, go and and take more pictures. So that's that's my weird Disney vacation uh, workout motivation. You know, maybe some of you guys can relate. I know I've talked about it briefly before. Um, it's kind of the reason why I started working out quick story. I know I'm venting like crazy here, but totally off topic. But I started working out like seriously when I was, I think it was a summer. I turned 19 and I just, I was going to go to the gym. I got a three month membership and I was just going to start working out to look good for our Disney vacation and worked out for those three months. Felt really good. Went to Disney thought I looked pretty good. So when I came home, I was like, hey you know what? Maybe I'll keep this up and now it's just kind of become part of my life. So sorry to kind of go off topic there. just kind of just popped into my head, figured I'd share it with you guys. But I do appreciate all you guys coming and listening. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope I was able to provide you with a little bit of Disney magic if you're like me, far away from Disney, wishing you were there. I was stuck in traffic today, pretty bad threw on some disney music kind of helped get me through so i hope i can kind of do that for some of you guys don't forget to follow me on instagram disney world today my dms are always open stop by and say hi whether we chat all the time if you if we've never talked and you just want to reach out I, I i do appreciate it i'll get back to each and every one of you please hit that subscribe button leave a rating and a review and if you'd like to support me and support the podcast you can do so the link is in my spotify homepage or in my instagram bio You guys have a good rest of the week. Have a good weekend. Stay safe, stay healthy, all that good stuff. And I'll meet you here next week for a brand new episode. Always remember, it all started with a mouse.